Well, hello again. This is Alan and Bill, and we're going to be sharing some more today on the top 10 misunderstandings about grace. And it hadn't moved as fast as we kind of thought it would, but no. uh, there's just a lot in it. And we're still just barely scratching the surface, you know. We yeah, can, we take some yeah. shift to the left, to the right, yeah. and that might be my... Okay, so we're, we're just going to jump know. right in, get at it, and we're going to try to cover at least two today. Uh, but if not, that's okay, too. You know, we're, we're going to uh, just, just follow our hearts on it. Okay, so misunderstanding. These are, these are things that people do not understand about grace. There's a misunderstanding about grace. Now, remember... I've said this every, every one of these um, podcasts, that grace is God's ability. His influence on our heart, and it brings forth his ability in our life to empower us to do what we can't do on our own, like change anger issues or change, you know, I mean, that's depression, something like emotional stop issues. Stop and just chew on what that part was. Yeah. Okay, got it. Now let's move on from I, there. I know. It's, it's, you could just go, go, go God's on God's ability All right? in us. Yeah, his yeah. ability. And help us. It, and I, you remember... Um, and if you have not heard these, uh, you know, on grace, you need to go back and listen to them, watch them, because uh, there's some powerful, powerful truths in there that'll help you understand uh, understand grace. Okay, so here here's misunderstanding number five. That grace means this is what some people are teaching now. Grace means that sin no longer exists. Now you're gonna have to throw your Bible out the window yeah, to come up with that yeah, doctrine. Right. Now and and but we know sin doesn't separate us from God, you know. Sin does not cause God to treat us different. You know, remember we talked about that one day about unconditional love means I treat you no different, right? And so God's love is unconditional. He doesn't treat me better when I'm walking a, a pure path than He does when I'm when I'm. So not. we don't have a pluses, negatives, or a no. gold star system. You know what? This a little bit off 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 course a little bit, but maybe not. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of Christians, Bill, have this mindset that God's carrying around a book and He's keeping He's keeping you know record of the wrongs. And, and they say, you know, how many times have you heard preachers say this? Pull back I, a video at the end of your life oh and play God. back everything that I, I used to hear that, and I I'd think I want to go to heaven. I mean, but Granny's going to be there, Mama's going to be there. And I don't want them seeing everything I did. Well, and if he removed things as far as east is from west, how how's he doing that? He's got yeah. you can't have it both ways. And and so um <laughs> I know it's just the more you think about that stuff, the crazier the, the crazier it becomes. All right, so our sin has been dealt with in Jesus. What do you mean? The consequences are the punishment that we rightly deserved was poured out on Jesus. Jesus became, he, he didn't sin, he became sin. And he was judged on our behalf. And Isaiah 53, 54 talks about it, you know, and and uh, how that he would establish a covenant of peace. And we talked about that in, in one of the podcasts. And because the covenant that we enjoy, we don't have one, but we enjoy the, we're the beneficiaries of the covenant God made with Jesus. Because we're, in Christ, uh, he has the covenant uh, with God the Father. So we can't mess it up. Thank God. That's why he... Uh, you know, and it's like this. Uh, up with a new I've covenant. said for a long, long time that, that uh, there's one thing I cannot mess up. That's <laughs> how God feels. You know, I can make a decision today. You can make a decision today. Bill, you can make a decision today that would could change how everyone in our life relates to us, but not God. 
you know, I had this conversation. We did with a friend. I remember watching his son play baseball, and we were just chatting. He was a college baseball thing, and he said we were having this similar discussion, and this is before you and I knew each other. And I said, how can that, I mean, how can that change the way God feels about you, whether you're doing this, you've gotten pluses and minuses. And I mean, he understood the gospel and all that. Uh, in fact, he helped lead me to the Lord when I was 22 years old. And he said, he mentioned, well, when my kid is not doing the things that I'd like him to do, mm. I get angry at him. So why in the world, what makes you think that God would be, mm, there it goes back to the anger thing. Well, even if it's not angry, disappointed, change whatever word you want. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus had said he didn't entrust himself to any man because he knew what was in the hearts yeah. of man. He doesn't have the bar up here. Mm -hmm. He sent his son Jesus because yeah. he knew where the bar was. You know, if, if God has any negative emotion about us, toward us, when we sin, it's because of what it's doing to us. Right. It's not. It's not that we're doing something to him, but we're doing something to ourselves. And you know, it's just like you know, with your children. You know, when you're, when you're raising kids, and thank God we're past that phase in our life and, and enjoyed it. But I'm ready to move further and spoil the grandkids. You know, and um, but when I when I when I uh, I look at all of this, you know, uh, I don't remember where it's going now. But when I when I look at when I look at all this thing about about sin, uh, now we're in nothing but a love relationship with him. Uh, but people, but going back to the the point of the misunderstanding, is you know people believe that grace means there's no longer sin. Which I not just thought about it for a second there. I I get where they're where they came up with that. They just took a truth and went way too far mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. They. Yes, we're, sin's not being held against us as far as our relationship with mm -hmm. God, but the law of sin and death, as long as we're in this fallen earth, mm -hmm. even though we're in Christ, if you wind up, uh, I mean, it's like the law of gravity, right? I mean, the law of sin and death, it's going to... So his grace is his ability working in us because he loves us and he's trying to help us. Mm -hmm. Not to, because he loves us too much to leave us the way we were mm -hmm. and that which is... Really, you know, we're not really qualified until we get to a certain level of sanctification. He just say, "Look, I'm trying to get you, you know, out of the problems yeah. that most of folks get, because yeah. the law of sin and death still exists. But I've got my grace to help you get you through yeah. it, past I, it." I, and and I, yeah, that's something should have reminded me of what I, where I was going a while ago, and I, it slipped my mind. My mind's going about five different directions at one time. At one time, uh, and I said, "You know, a lot of people believe that God's got a book that He's keeping up with the wrongs." Okay, but I'm gonna tell you something. This, this may shock you. Uh, this may uh, rattle your cage a little bit. God's not only not keeping up with your wrongs; He's not keeping up with your rights. Works fine for me yeah. because, mm -hmm. see, most Christians believe that if um, we stay away from the big stuff, we'll be okay, and if we do enough good stuff. That overrides the bad stuff. You know, Jesus overrode the bad stuff. But sin still exists. Listen to this, Romans uh, 3.23. All have sin. You know what that word means in the Greek? All. <laughs> all have sin and come short. Miss the mark. You know, all have sin and come short of the glory, which means view and opinion, 
have come short of God's view and opinion of, their, of us. You know, First uh, John 1, 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive her. I don't know what to do with those verses. You know, people that believe that. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Paul got accused in Rome. Which, which yeah. I'm just thinking about. You came, just came back from Africa, and we kind of laughed at the ministry habit that used to be that whoever the speaker was, he would, you know, they got the praise and worship going on for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, who knows. And at the last two minutes, you know, the speaker comes out to the front row, and then he speaks, and then afterwards... He leaves and he is protected by his entourage, so to speak, mm -hmm. from the people. Yeah. Because, you know. Don't want to mess the anointing up. Yeah. <laughs> and if they got to know me, really, they know I'm a regular guy mm -hmm. who's just God's working through. Yeah. So sin, sin does exist. And it will destroy your life. Now, notice what I'm saying. Not God destroying you. Consequences. You know, if, if I go down here and rob the bank and I get put in prison for it, I can't blame God for that. Well, God's punishing me. He's putting me in prison. No, it's just a consequence of my stupidity. You know, I kind of get amazed at people that are so dumb and rob a bank. Well, cameras and security. Anyway, that's besides, that's well, and that's the stuff we talked about. You know, you talked about Christ being the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Uh, but the end of the law for righteousness. But mm -hmm. there are other laws in there that were how people could get together in society in a civilization, right. civil laws, you know, if Again, I borrowed your ox or your lawnmower and it was all these different conditions, it told yeah. you how to how to make it work. Yeah, and without those things... Uh, but it had nothing to do with the righteousness. Yeah, it had yeah. nothing to do with righteousness. And, and without those things, we wouldn't, know how to, we wouldn't know how to function. You know, and I shared this one time uh, on social media and I had some people get really upset with me about it. Uh, and, and I said, much of our civil laws in this country come from the Bible. And boy, I mean, I had some people just come and glued at me about that, you know. Oh, it's, you know, and then, you know, I don't, I didn't argue with them about it, but, but anyway, so in a church no, people, no, <laughs> it's the no. same people that are arguing about, yeah, yeah in God we right. trust and all. So, that. Uh, but Romans six, verses one and two says. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, he says. No. And, and see, Paul is being accused of preaching that. I know where you're going. This is you good. Know, he, yeah. he was being accused of preaching that sin didn't matter. Because you are so free, so utterly free, uh -huh. because of the love of God and just by a heart that says, I believe you. Uh-huh. That's all it takes, nothing mm -hmm. added to it. You say, well, then I can do anything I want. So, uh -huh. uh -huh. You can. Everything's permissible, uh -huh. technically, but not everything's profitable. And you're going to wind up in prison for robbing that bank, uh -huh. Uh -huh. for you're going to get shot by that, <laughs> by that woman's husband. Uh -huh. And if God's changed your heart, unless you're avoiding relationship with him, those desires are going to be gone. That's right. You know, years ago, uh, when we were pastoring in Florida, some of this nonsense started springing its head up in our church a little bit. And, and this particular subject about sin doesn't matter was one of the things, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't police people. I don't, I don't um, you know, I, I don't do that. 
but my leaders, I have some, I have some rules and regulations, you know. And if you're going to be a leader, this is what it means, you know. And because and, the Bible, the Bible says, I didn't say it, the Bible says it, that they who teach the word of God are going to be judged by a higher standard. Now, not by God. Yeah, what does it mean? By people. Mm. People judge oh, that's, by higher standard. Okay, high that standard. makes sense. Yeah, not God. Uh, we've seen that in action. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so, uh, you know, so that began to spring up, you know, in, in some of the younger adults in our church. And I, I heard about it, you know, and, and, and some people were promoting that. So uh, I don't even remember the sermon, you know, what I titled it or whatever, but I addressed it. I said, look, I'm going to talk, I'm, I'm kind of like the daddy of the church, you know, and I'm going to talk to you like a dad and talk to his children. Now, if that bothers you, get over it, you know. I do it, I'm doing this because I love you, and I don't want you to be destroyed. And I said, um, so a Bad doctrine's trying to spring its head up in this church. That sin doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm telling you, we're not having that. We're not putting up with that. You're not going to spread that nonsense and walk through some scriptures. And and they, because there's someone that don't matter. Sin don't matter. I said, okay, okay. Let's just think that through for a second. I said, now, uh, all y'all know Janice is out of town. You know, she's wherever she was. I don't remember where she was now. Bill and I said, um, so Janice is out of town. Now, sin doesn't matter. If sin doesn't matter, how do you feel if while she's gone for the week, how would you feel if you found out that I had uh, a woman staying at my house, sleeping in my bed, and having sex with me all week? Or if she had a guy yeah. with her, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. But I said, but I was bringing correction. I, I'd bring in correction, you know, and and I said, let me ask you this: If you found out this week, and this was on Sunday when I said this, if if you found out this past week before this Sunday that I had had a woman staying with me, you know, having sex mm-hmm. with her, while my wife is out of town, would you come back and hear me? Would you come hear me today? Of course not. Well, almost nobody would, you know, and I understand that. Okay, so I said, so if sin, you know, so I told these people, you know, we're trying to stick his head up. I said, so, but if sin doesn't matter like some of you are promoting, why would you have a problem with me having, you know, a woman on the side? If it don't matter. Oh, right. And that kind of like shut them up. So it's more the repercussions can be everything from the law, the popo, mm-hmm. <laughs> the police coming after you, to just hurting people, mm-hmm. hurting people mm-hmm. that you love. And you know, and and you know, if we've talked about it, you know, just hanging out, you know, if what we believe does not make us more loving, we don't believe the right thing. See, a lot of people when when they come to the Lord. And some, sadly, even sometimes when they get a hold of what they call grace, they don't become more loving and compassionate. They become, you know, legalistic. You know, they, they become legalistic with grace. Oh, right, right, right. You know, because somehow they think, because I've got grace and you don't, I'm in a better position with God than you are. Yeah. And we're not in a better position with God because we we're beginning to understand some things about grace. You know, one time... Uh, then now, next step is we're in competition, and I want to keep you here mm-hmm. while I raise up and stay here, and I can look down mm-hmm. a little bit at you. And, 
Yeah. Anyway, one time I uh, uh, there was a uh, a Baptist church there in in uh, the, there's three ta- three cities there close together where we where we were, and um, the church where um, Lori went to school, uh, her last three years I believe it was, uh, they had a Christian school. She went to school there. They had a um, minister's conference, and uh, I had heard the guy before, and and when I say this, I don't mean this in a negative way toward our Baptist friends, but thank God they get people saved, man, and uh, and build buildings. I know how to do that too, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, and so this this guy's Baptist, and, and again, that's not a that's not a knock on anybody. Uh, I got saved in the Methodist church. You know, thank God for the Methodist. Thank God for anybody who preaches Jesus, you know. And Paul said, don't, don't get after him just because they're not just like you, you know. Um, anyway, so this guy's up preaching. I'm at this conference because me and that pastor of this Baptist church had, I guess he was the closest pastor friend I had in the area, you know. And we would hang out some and get together some. And, and so I'm at this conference, and I'm sitting about two rows from the back. And there was a lot of people there. And, and, and the guy was teaching, Bill, and he uh, said some things that just absolutely 100% opposes, you know, grace, unconditional love, and those things, and, and it was leadership conference. So said a couple of different things, right? It, it really kind of at the beginning of his message. And I thought, okay, when he walks back to the other side of the stage, you know, I don't, I don't want to draw attention, but I'm going to get up and slip out, you know? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I thought, I don't want to listen to this nonsense. Now, now it was not going to make me become what he was saying. It wasn't going to change my beliefs. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I ain't got time, time for this. For it. All right. And you weren't making a big show so, in the front row, yeah. bringing everybody And so with he, you. he, and I wasn't going to act like I was mad or anything and huff and puff. And, and, and so he walked to the, you know, the other side of the stage. Everybody's kind of following him. And I started to get up and I felt the Lord. You know, just just a knowing in my heart when I say the, I felt the Lord say, you know, it wasn't like an audible voice, but but I, I just had a knowing in my heart. Yeah, you know, the Lord was speaking to me and said, "If you'll hang on, I'll teach you something. You know, I'll show you something. Don't go anywhere." I said, "I sat back down, you know, and and uh, and honestly, it probably ended up being outside of a couple of things he said. Well, they weren't little things." Um, one of the top five leadership lessons I've ever heard, ever, in all the years I've been in ministry. Wow. And um, but but the point of that was, um, he had got overboard about sin. You know, and and that was separating you from God. That was you know, and and it, and it doesn't. Okay, let's let's go to number six. I think we may have time to at least get part of it covered. May have to come back and hit some more. Misunderstanding number six. And remember, grace is God's ability, his influence on our heart. A misunderstanding that we see a lot, a lot, a lot. And as I travel, I hear it. Pastors call me, Bill, what about this? What about this? Uh, Must mean I'm getting old or something. Uh, But number six, misunderstanding number six is grace means, and this is not true, but this is a misunderstanding. Grace means you you no longer need to confess sin. Because the Bible says your sins have been forgiven, hath forgiven your trespasses. You know, uh, the Bible makes it really clear in Colossians 2 and Ephesians, it makes it really clear. Uh-huh. 
But a lot of that stems from, first of all, we don't understand what confess means. Okay. Yeah. See, when we think about confessing sin, most Christians, that means to them, you go down to the front of the church, you bawl and squall, and you know, and, and be pitiful. And there's times, you know, when when uh, um, I have been that myself because I was my heart was broken because of what I've done, you know. And and in fact, let me just throw this in. I, I said this one time preaching, and uh, Janice said, "Oh, you got to say that again. You got you got." I was, I was preaching out of town, and uh, and I, I was talking, and I said, "If if you're." Uh, if the failures of others has made you self-righteous, it's because your heart's never been broken over your sin. Let me say it again. If somebody's failures, their sin, has made you self-righteous and condemning toward others, it's because your heart hasn't been broken about your sin. So you don't know empathy. Yeah. Although I'm not a very emotional person. Me either. So I can't say that, I mean, there have been times where I just, you know, people say repent, and you're thinking they're down there at the altar. I remember meetings, you know, where for 45 minutes it goes on, and it's a big meeting in the Coliseum or something. And I've thought, well, repent means to change your heart and mind. And I've, you know what? I should I shouldn't have done that. God help get me out of that any bad seed I've sown. But I'm changing my heart and mind right now. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna do that again. Yeah. I mean, I I don't intend to do that That's, again. And, and I need you. And you see, there was no bawling and squalling to it. Don't not need for me in that situation. And because you know, repentance, as you said, you know, simply means you know, change your mind, change of heart. May not include bawling and squalling. Yeah, it may not. And, and again, a lot of it's personality. Yeah, interesting, yeah. All right, so, but the word confess means to say the same thing God says. So when the Bible talks about confessing our sin, he's saying, say the same thing God says. Matter of fact, we have not confessed our sin until we're saying the same thing God says. And why do we need to confess our sin? Okay, good question. Let me use this illustration. Uh, let's say I wrong you. I do something underhanded to you, and 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 you know you and I are friends and have been for a number of years, and and, and you know and and I do something wrong. You know I do you wrong because you are a man of character. Uh, a man who loves God, loves people, loves me. Uh, you would forgive me just like I would you without you without me asking you to forgive. You would make a decision, and before I even see you, you've already forgiven me. But why do I need to say, why do I need to come to you and confess it? It's so I have an awareness that I've been forgiven. As far as relationship, you yeah. know, I'm not. Yeah. You know in your heart. And so when I it. when I go to God, you know, with with my with my failures, and and I confess, I that means I'm say the same thing God says about it. What was He said about our sin? Sin shall not have dominion over you. 
You're not you're you're not under the under sin because you're not under the law, and you just go all the way through it, you know. And that's what he says. And so, uh, you know, I'm running out of time here, but but um, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, under grace, especially under grace, we sin because we want to. Well, sin that's don't have dominion. One other, we can... Sin does not have dominion. Okay, that, so we're going to we're going to pick a it up. Places, good place yeah. to start. We're going <laughs> to pick up right there next time and uh, go further with this. And you don't want to miss it because we're going to share some things that uh, you know. If if you, if you got any uh, religious areas, it may shake you up a little bit, but it's going to help you in Jesus' name. See you next time. <laughs>